Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the old downtown Harbor Church. I'm Adam. I'm the lead communicator around here. I'm excited about today, and let me tell you why I'm excited about today. Because every, you know, a couple of times a year, what we do at DHC is we just kind of hit the reset button. We kind of go back to the start of why we started this church and who we are and what we do and what's the vision for why we exist here at Downtown Harbor Church. And today is one of those days. And it kind of is going to help us ramp up to like our fall season, because one of the things that we do at Downtown Harbor Church, which is very unique to us, is we take certain holiday weekends off as a church. Next week is one of those weekends, so we will not be here for Labor Day. We want to give our volunteers and our families a week off to be able to spend together. So if you come next week, just so you know, the museum will not be open, so you will be locked out. OB House is right next door for brunch if you're interested in that, however. But we will not be here next week. But we will, in two weeks, kind of ramp up to what I think is like our busiest time of the year to be a part of a local church. Kids are back in school. People are ramping up to the holiday season. And so one of the things that we wanted to do was just kind of hit the reset button and go back and talk about why we did what we did and why we're doing what we're doing at Downtown Harbor Church. There's so many new faces around that some of you have probably never even heard this before. And those of you who might have been with us since the beginning, some of this might be things that you've already heard, but it's awesome to get refreshed and to understand as a local church who we are and why we're doing what we're doing and what led us to do what we're doing here at DHC. So the number one stat that led us to start Downtown Harbor Church that we heard over and over and over again was this stat, that in 87% of people in South Florida do not engage with church. And, and we couldn't really understand this. We were like, why? Well, if, if this is such a movement rooted in love and forgiveness and grace and peace, why are 87% of people not engaging with the local church? Because if you look around, there's local churches on every corner. They're everywhere, especially in Fort Lauderdale. They're all over downtown. You go north to, Plant, or north to Pompano, they're there. But why are 87% of people in South Florida not engaging with the local church? And what we could only find is, is that we had to do something different, right? If we were going to reach the 87% of people, Downtown Harbor Church had to come up with a different way of doing things. We had to come up with a very unique way, right? Because we just believe that the people who are doing the same things are not bad people. They're good, but they're just doing the same thing, and they're not going to reach people who are not already reached. So then we started to think about this. Hey, where does our mission come from? What's our mission at Downtown Harbor Church? Because a mission statement is kind of cliche, but what, based on what Jesus instructed us to do, what is our mission here at DHC? And we believe in the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse 28, it begins to describe this, where he said, one of the teachers of the religious law was standing there listening to the debate. Jesus loved to debate with people. He just loved to kind of stir it up, and I loved it, the religious leaders at the time. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, hey, Jesus, of all the commandments, which is the most important? And Jesus went on. He goes, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and your, all your strength. And then he flips the lid on everything that these people knew because the people were good with that. He reached into their culture by referencing that. But then he flipped the lid on everything. And he said, the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. 
So we kind of said, you know what? In the very simplest form, faith expressed through believing in Jesus and then expressing it through loving other people is really what our mission is all about. And at the end of the day, more than likely, every single person in this room, if you've been around DHC for any length of time, or maybe it's even your first Sunday, right? We could probably all agree on that. We could go, that makes some sense. That could probably be a great mission to get behind. But the difference is, yes, we could agree on that, but the difference is between mission and strategy. We don't get confused on mission. We're probably all fine on mission. But if mission is what we're going to do, then strategy is actually how we're going to do it, which is what we need to understand that is unique to our culture here at Downtown Harbor Church. Because we believe this. We believe that at DHC, we're going to win and we're going to be successful and and we're going to reach out to our community in ways that we never have, it's never looked like it before, when we are this, when we are united, united around not only that mission, but united around the strategy that we've put in place. And this is where it gets so key for us to understand. So what we did is we kind of unpacked and thought about this in a way that we hope would make practical sense to every person in this room. Because we think, especially as we ramp up to our busiest season of the year, the fall into Christmas season, right? We want to be united as a church. We want to be united as people who are followers of Jesus, helping to reach out to other people in our community, right? So we came up with these four things that make a church united. And I believe that when we are united around these four things, when we understand these four things, things are going to happen differently at our church and things are going to happen differently in our communities. So that's why it's so important for us to understand. And the first thing is this. As I mentioned, it's just strategy. For us to be united, here's what we have to do, right? We have to agree on a strategy. All of us kind of putting our hearts together and going, okay, how we do what Jesus called us to do, we got to kind of get on the same page. Because here's what we found. We found that it's specifically in churches, specifically church leadership, that a lot of people spend time talking about mission. In fact, they spend most of their time talking about mission and not about strategy. And we believe that strategy at Downtown Harbor Church is so important because we want to reach out to our community right where they're at. So I started to ask myself a question. Hey, what's the strategy at DHC? How did we develop what we developed around here? If 87% of people are unchurched or people are moving to the area and they're looking for a church or maybe they're de-churched, what is our strategy for engaging with them and reaching out to them? Well, when we started this church almost two years ago, we asked, and it was really important for us to listen to our friends or family who we knew who were de-churched or who were unchurched, and they gave us a lot of the same answers. In fact, we asked them a very specific question. We asked them, hey, what are the things that you hate about church? Why don't you come to church? What are the things that you absolutely can't stand? We found five answers that I'm going to kind of breeze through today and go through them quickly. If you want to find out more about this, we did an extended message on this last year. I could point you to that on our website. But we asked them, what are the things you hate about church? And their answers had a common thread to almost all of them. The first one was this, politics. Couldn't stand it. Couldn't stand that the local church used their influence to kind of, you know, platform politicians on their stage. They said the church has no business in that. We don't need to be involved in that. They said they hate politics. Second thing they told us that it was a waste of time. That I could come in and generally have no idea what the person on stage is talking about. And I don't know how to put that into practice in my life when I leave the local church. It's a waste of my time. I don't need to do that. I'd rather sleep in and go to brunch. The third one was this, is that people are fake that the people who may, might be on the stage or the people who are attending that church, that when they come in on Sunday, they're a different person on Monday. 
They're not the same person. Why, why are they so fake? This one was interesting. Inward focused, meaning that the local church kind of existed to be this holy huddle where they only created events for their own people. And if you weren't a member of that local church, that you couldn't even participate in those kind of events. People told us they hated that. I didn't feel like I could be a part of what they were doing. Here's the last one. Conditional acceptance, meaning that, hey, I know that you say I'm welcome here, but when I come into your doors, really you won't let me plug in, you won't let me engage, you won't let me volunteer because I won't sign that form. I'm not like you all, meaning that I can't be like, I, I can't join you unless I'm exactly like you. And those are the five things that people told us consistently that they just hated about the local church and it broke our hearts. And so we had to figure out how to do something about it. And so we set our strategy at DHC, we were going to focus on two things, and we were going to be so simple, we were going to focus on two things. First one was this, our Sunday experience, that we over the course of time, right, have this Sunday experience where people come in to an environment where we sing and have an amazing message, and hopefully people leave with knowing exactly what to do with what they've heard. And so, so some of you who don't know about Downtown Harbor Church and where we started, we had 18 folks who started with us at DHC. And right now, on our kind of quote-unquote books of people who would call DHC their home, we're probably over about 200 people right now, which is awesome. Now, not everybody's here every week. This is South Florida, as you know. We'd like people to be here every week, but this is our Sunday experience that we've created. And our Sunday experience is rooted in three things, right? It's authentic. Meaning you're going to get the real deal when you come in here. You're going to see the real me or the real whoever is on this stage. We tell our volunteers and our people who are here, be authentic. You don't have to change who you are to come in here. Practical. We believe that it's going to be a practical message. And then lastly, that we're going to sit around with each other and have conversations. It's going to be conversational. So our Sunday experience, we want to be authentic, practical, and conversational. So Sunday experience, part of our strategy. The second part of our strategy is this engaging with our community. Meaning this is why we go to events like the Fort Lauderdale Jazz Festival across the street so we can engage with our community. That's why as a church we just gather in the wintertime at a place right on the river to watch the Winterfest boat parade together. This is why we do DHC nights so we can not only engage with each other at a different level, but we might actually engage with some people who aren't even a part of what we're doing yet. So we want to have a Sunday experience and then we want to engage with our community. And see, there's something unique about what happens when we agree on a strategy. Because when we agree on a strategy, we are united. We are united. And I guarantee you that we are the only church in town who will put this next statement up on the screen so nobody freak out and understand that we want you all here. Trust me about this. But here's what I believe. If you aren't united around the strategy, it might be time to move on. And let me tell you why. Because maybe God is leading your heart in a different direction. Maybe God is stirring in your life that you should be involved with something that's different than what we're doing. That's okay. I told you I'd be the only church in town to say that because everybody wants to hold on to everybody, right? That's what's the key about this. This is what makes us so unique. So after each one of these four words today, I'm going to put my favorite word up on the screen. What's the practical? What's the practical as we engage with each other here? Number one, here's just being blunt. We need you to support the strategy. It's in blue because it matters so much, right? right? We need you to support the strategy. And second of all, we need people to wave the banner for the strategy. We need people out there telling people about Downtown Harbor Church and what's going on and what we're doing. People inviting people to come and engage with us and join us, right? We need people to support that strategy and wave the banner for the strategy. 
So the first point is strategy. I'm going to move on to the second one, which I think is key, but let me unpack it for you just a little bit because it's going to take some time for me to just get through. The second point is this, side to side. Well, what does that mean, Adam? What are you talking about when you say side to side? Here's one of the things that I think that we all collectively need to do, to do and do more of, right? We need to look side to side. Specifically, a lot of people when they come into the local church kind of have a laser focus that this day is about me and it's about my singing and my worship and my learning and my spiritual growth. And, and don't get me wrong when you hear this because I think that, that those are important things and we should care about those things, right? But so often we're kind of laser focused on ourselves and we haven't taken the time to look side to side once in a while, okay? Now, let me put an example up on the screen of what I'm talking about. So, if you grew up, and I think most of us in this room were around this era because I don't see any teenagers sitting here currently, which is great because the first service had some teenagers and this went way over their head, okay? So if you grew up like in, in, in an era where you're from like 1990 to like 2003, you're going to get this next thing, okay? So even if you were an adult at that period of time, you've seen this. If you grew up at that period of time, you're going to know what this is because the image that I'm about to put on the screen is something that drove every person who lived in that era nuts, okay? You were driven nuts by this. You were sought psychiatric medication because of this. Like, you, you were really deep in thought over this one thing. And every time you were in a mall, you walked by a kiosk that had these things that were being sold. And you got in, like, marital fights over this. Like, it's, not, it's just one of those things that you know that you dealt with because I dealt with this. And this is something that we just really need to take seriously, okay? This is it. You seen one of these? This is a magic eye poster. Do you remember these? Okay. And they would tell you in the mall, they would sit, and I know you're laughing because you've seen these before, right? And they would tell you, hey, there's a hidden image in here, okay? And if you just focus hard enough, right, on what you need to do, and I'm going to tell you what you need to do in a second, you can see this image. Can anybody see this image on this screen? You know what it is? Let me go to the next one because it's a little easier, okay? Because there's a bunch of Mickeys right there, okay? So what they would always tell me, right, is if you kind of stare straight through the print, okay, it's right there in front of your face, if you stare straight through the print, you can see this hidden image inside this picture. And it drove all of us crazy, right? But actually, if you can figure this out, Mickey's big head is right here in this picture, okay? I stared at it all week long. Trust me, it's there if you can't see it. But do you know how they told me that I could see it? I said, there's only one way you can see this. Yes, you can stare straight through it, but there's only one way. You need to lose your focus. You need to lose your focus. Meaning the only way you're going to see this clearly, the only way you're going to see what this really means is if you actually unfocus your eyes and look into that picture deep, and then you're going to be able to see this ma magical, mysterious image. And you know, sometimes with us, when we come into the local church, I feel like sometimes we need to lose our focus. Not that spiritual growth isn't important, it is. Not that you shouldn't take what goes on here seriously because you should. The word of God is the inspired word of God. It's alive and real and it can change your life. I believe that. But I also believe that every once in a while, we need to take the time to look side to side and to go, who's, who's here? Who's around me? Who am I connecting with? Who do I know? Because you know what? Somebody may have something going on in their life that they really need help with. Somebody may need a shoulder to lean on. And that's how we're going to engage with each other more. That's how we're going to build community inside these walls as we bring more and more people in. But it's about realizing, hey, this church experience, right? This isn't about you. 
It's about those around you. And I think this is so key for us to understand this. Now, I'm going to put up a picture, which is probably going to blow your mind, but it's a, it's, a, it's a cool shot. And you know what? Let's just kind of toss to it. Let's throw it up, okay? This is my wedding, okay? And yes, she married me with that hair, okay? That's all I'm saying. It was completely stark blonde. I don't know what I was thinking, but these were all my groomsmen and ushers in my wedding. There were six groomsmen and eight ushers. There's a couple other random family members up here. Do you want to know about this day because it was the most important day of my life? Do you want to know where most of these people who stood next to me on the most important day of my life came from? They came from people who I volunteered with inside the local church. We built relationships. We understood each other. We did life together. So much so that I actually put them standing up next to me on the most important day of my life. And so I just ask you, where are you at with that here? Have you taken the time to look side to side? To maybe build some relationships because it's so important when you do. So, hey, what's the practical? What can you do today, right? As you understand this concept and as we are more united than ever as we go into the fall, what's the practical here? The first thing is this. Recognize you're not the only one there. Recognize you're not the only one there. The number one complaint that I've had in my time in local churches, from very seeker-friendly churches to very deep churches that I've been in, the number one complaint that I've heard throughout my time is, hey, I'm not being fed. It's, it, it's, this is why this is important, because you should be fed at some level, but this isn't about you. Take the time to look side to side to see who else is here, who you might lean into, who you might actually say, I'm going to build a relationship with you. I'm here. That's why we do things like this. And then this is the second one. Take the time to find out a story. You know anybody's story here at DHC yet? Maybe it's even mine. I don't know. You know my story? Do I know your story? I would love to just take the time to find out more stories. And you all with each other, not just us who are up here, right? That's how important this is. Because each one of us are different. In the book of Romans chapter 12, it says this about the church, the local church. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, through many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Meaning, we're all different, but we're united together. That's what's so beautiful about the local church. Strategy, side to side. The third one, because when you look side to side, it creates something. And this is what we're trying to create. We're trying to create connection, right? We're trying to create connection with each other inside of the local church so that when other people who come in here can go, I don't know what these people want, man, I, what, I, what these people have, but I want it. I want to be a part of this. I just believe this, that we need to be connected. We need to be connected because have you ever been a part of a winning team? Have you ever been a part of something that wins? What do you feel like? What's so special about that? Because when people feel like they're a part of a team, they feel like they belong. Ever felt like you belonged somewhere? Ever felt like you were part of something where you could engage with other people? That's so key. It's so key to us being united and us understanding what it looks like to be a part of Downtown Harbor Church. This is why, this exact reason, is why Norm went here, okay? That is why Norm went there, right? Why did he go there? Because everybody knew his what? Name. And they slid him a beverage down the bar every time he came in, and he went there because he felt like he belonged. But see, we want to go a little further than Norm. We just don't want to know each other's names. Because see, when someone knows your name, you feel important. But when someone knows your story, you feel loved. And that's what's so key 
about what we're doing here at Downtown Harbor Church, to try to get to know each other's stories and to be connected, to force connection in our lives that now seems natural because we're all united as one body. See, I believe this. From the very earliest onset of creation, this is something that I believe. I believe that when God created human beings, there was something deep inside of us. There was a longing for connection. I believe that human beings were designed for connection, which is why it's so important for us to understand that here at DHC. So what's the practical? It's a very simple one. In fact, it might be the most simple one. And first of all, before I say this, let me just tell you this. The first time you walk into a local church... It's just weird, isn't it? Especially if you've never been there before. You're like, who are all these people who seemingly all know each other? And now I'm going to try to like get involved in this and engage with this. So here's just, here's just a practical as we look at connection. Figure out how to connect with someone new. When's the time, when, when's the last time you kind of said to yourself, hey, I'm going to walk into these walls and I'm not just going to bolt out the door. Or maybe I'm going to come to DHC nights and take the time to get away from just the people I know and to connect with someone new. When will that happen in your life? I think that that will help us connect even better as we force this kind of united idea as we're together this fall, as we launch into our fall season. Here's the final one. So we have strategy, side to side, connection, and might I add, on just a side note, okay, this final one, a lot of churches in America struggle with. In fact, dare I say, when I go around and talk to churches, this is the one I kind of hit the hardest with people because it's not something that a lot of people do well. Unfortunately, that is not the case for the Downtown Harbor Church clan because we figured out how to do this one fairly well. Here's the final word. Celebrate. A lot of people involved in the local church don't know and understand how to celebrate. Doesn't seem to be the case around here, though. We seem to figure out pretty decent how to celebrate and how to celebrate specific things. Here's something that I believe is that if we're a part of the local church, we need to celebrate. There comes a point in time where we just have to put everything down and go, it's time to have one big old party because God's changing lives right here and we need to celebrate. We need to take a pause and be with each other and enjoy. And for us, that's just once a month what we do at DHC Nights, just to hang out. We need to celebrate. See, because when you don't celebrate, you miss the opportunity to make memories, right? And celebrating together, when you make those memories, here's what it does. It strengthens bonds. Celebrating together strengthens bonds. When you take the time to engage at someone's home or in a restaurant and someone you haven't known before, right? Those bonds can strengthen. And that's ultimately what is going to keep us together. That's ultimately what, how we're going to be there for each other, celebrating together. That strengthens bonds. Here's one thing I believe. We're about to celebrate two years on September 17th, which is going to be an exciting day. Do not miss out. We're doing our very first baby dedication at our 1030 service that day. We have a lot of folks who've had some newborns here at DHC. And so if you're interested in that, you haven't done that yet, just fill out that card and mark baby dedication or write baby dedication because it's going to be such a cool day. But here's what I believe in the last two years at Downtown Harbor Church. There have been lives that have been changed. Lives that have been changed and life change is worth celebrating. Does everybody have it all figured out yet? No, I don't even have it all figured out, right? But life change is worth celebrating. You know, I know this, that's worth engaging with each other over. So what's the practical? What's the practical here? Number one, let life change sink in. Understand that it's real. Understand that people are different because of what we're doing and God is doing through downtown Harbor Church. And then, another practical, when it's time to party, you go ahead and party. 
and celebrate big because God's changing lives and what he's doing needs to be celebrated. So I'm going to close with a story and zone in with me because um, I haven't told this one yet here at Downtown Harbor Church. It's powerful and it even changed my life. So back in January, we had at our airport the only mass terrorist shooting in the history of our country, Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood International Airport. My airport, your airport, because nobody, nobody's airport in this room is Miami. Let's just be honest, okay? The place is a zoo, okay? Terminal 2, the Delta Terminal, my terminal. And I was out walking my dog when this happened, but let me tell you just what happened a couple of weeks before. I was out walking Dottie, my, my pup. She's cuter than your pup. Just take my word for it, okay? Just please, okay? Just wanted you to see her. I, I'm, I didn't want her to be, but she's cute. She's cute. Anyway, so we were out, and she kind of got caught in my ears, got spooked by a truck, and my phone fell out of my pocket, and so it broke. It shattered the screen. And on this day that the Fort Lauderdale Airport shooting happened, I was out walking Dottie when it happened, and I didn't have my phone. I got back to my apartment to about 25 missed calls, about 40 text messages from people who were just concerned to go, tell me you're not there. Tell me that you're not in that terminal today. And I wasn't. But I didn't care about one of those text messages. The only thing I could think of was getting to my wife. Because Caitlin is an emergency room trauma nurse at Broward Health. And her day was about to get a lot more interesting. So I called her once, she didn't answer. Called her again, she didn't answer. Third time she didn't answer, fourth time she answered. She goes, don't you think I'm a little busy right now? And I was like, I bet you are, are you okay? And she said, I'll call you later, we're trying to sort out the details. And sure enough, um, this is a picture of the Broward Health trauma team, okay? I pulled this off her Facebook, I don't know if they're all on trauma or not, but I'm just gonna tell you that they are, okay? And um, on that day, the Broward Health tra trauma team saved six gunshot wound victims that came in from the airport. In fact, Caitlin told me one of the saddest things I've ever heard in her nursing career, that there was a gunshot wound victim that they had just stitched up. And she had said, have you heard any information about my husband? Because I watched him get shot in front of me. And Caitlin goes, no ma'am, I haven't. He didn't come to us. And she said to her, she goes, I know he died, and sure enough, he did. I mean, this is just what she dealt with, what the team dealt with. Two nights later, probably, actually it was probably in the afternoon, we're sitting on the couch just midday, and she had said to me, she goes, what are you doing tonight? And I said, um, I don't know, watching the Golden Girls on Hulu? What are you doing tonight? I have no idea, <laughs> right? And she said, well, we're getting together with a couple of the people from the trauma team, and we're going out, and we're going to celebrate. I said, you're going to celebrate? What are you going to celebrate? And she, I said, this is a tragedy. This has kind of even shocked our whole country. What are you going to celebrate? And she goes, we worked together like we never did before on that day. We were united like we never were before on that day. And we saved six lives together because we all knew that we had a role to form one body that could actually do our job on that day. And she goes, so we're going out to celebrate. And you know what I thought at that moment? I just said to myself, you know what? If these people can celebrate saving lives, then the local church should be able to celebrate saving lives. 
That's why at this place, throw that logo back up there, Downtown Harbor Church. That's why we believe in strategy and looking side to side, which leads to connection. And then we're going to throw one old big party when it all works together for God's glory. And I love our logo. Do you know why I love our logo? Because it's clean and it's simple and it's effective just like us and what we're doing. So as we ramp up to the fall, let's be united like never before. Let's understand these concepts like never before. As we seek after God and his word and what it has for our lives, let's do that this fall in a way we've never done before. And I believe that he will change countless number of lives because of it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for just this simple, practical message today, rooted in your word and our mission of what we're doing, to love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love our neighbor as ourself. And God, I love the scripture in Romans that says we form one body. Would you help us to continue to do that? And God, I pray that people who are in this room right now would take their next steps with us. Maybe it's time to sign up to volunteer. Maybe it's time to just participate in baby dedication. I don't know what that looks like for them, but you do. And so I pray you would just lean on our hearts today. Help us to understand it as we seek after you with, or with all of our hearts and all that we do. And Jesus will be so quick to give you all the glory. We pray this today, all in Jesus' name. Amen.